Welcome to the Wellbeing Accruable Podcast. I'm thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dr. Tori Ellis. She's not just a certified life and business coach, but also an accomplished author and entrepreneur. Dr. Ellis is known for her groundbreaking work, especially her book, The Sound of Business, Seeing Entrepreneurship Through Hip Hop. This incredible piece of work seamlessly intertwines entrepreneurship with her love for hip hop, creating a unique synergy between business strategies and creative passion. Her journey is an inspiring testament to unwavering dedication marked by a commitment to growth, innovation, and a relentless pursuit of empowerment. What sets Dr. Tari Ellis apart is her extensive expertise in entrepreneurship and business coaching. She's been a driving force behind the transformation and expansion of numerous businesses, not to mention successfully establishing two ventures of her own. Her impact resonates across various industries spanning education, fitness, and professional services. And on today's podcast, we'll be chatting about the power of positivity. A very well welcome to the podcast, Dr. Tori Ellis. How are you today, Dr. Tori? I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? Oh, I'm very good. Let's get this started. So where are you right now? I know you've told me already, but just for the listeners, where are you right now on planet Earth? Right now, I am in New York City. New York City. And can you expand on that? Any part of New York City specifically for anybody who's dying to visit New York and visit all the, the wonderful skyline and, and the shows? Any any particular area? Yes, I'm in the beautiful borough of Brooklyn, New York. Yes. Oh, Brooklyn. And what's obviously the stereotype of Brooklyn we have? I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Brooklyn, that was out a couple of years ago. And I know that goes back to earlier times. But what's, what's Brooklyn like? Um, it's just like New York City in a whole, it's a melting pot. So you have people from all different walks of life that is out here and, you know, doing the regular hustle and bustle, you know, we are in the city that doesn't sleep. So everyone <laughs> is on their grind as usual and, um, you know, making things happen. And how is the weather at the moment? Uh, are we talking chilly? Very chilly? It's very chilly. We actually had snow um, the other day, so it's icy out right now. Um, the black ice is doing what it do, and we are just trying to be safe out here in the streets of Brooklyn, New York, and in New York as a whole. I'm hoping it doesn't snow again, but I think we're supposed to be getting some more snow later on this week. All right. So it's a bit like uh, Ireland, I suppose. It's it's uh, We're getting chilly. I think it was only one degree Celsius today, which is it's cold for us, I suppose, but probably not as cold as, as it can be in, in, in America. So I've, I've, I've let the listeners know a little bit about your background. So can you tell them a little bit more about yourself? Okay, well, um, as you know, my name is Dr. Tori Ellis. I am a transformational life and business coach. Um, I am a best-selling author and a serial entrepreneur with tons of businesses um, helping youth and um, philanthropic eff- efforts. I'm also a new mom as well. So that is one of my biggest and my best careers out here. Um, and I focus mainly on positive psychology and putting forth your most authentic self and best self in this world. Um, giving the tools to youth and to individuals to definitely succeed with self-empowerment, um, you know, self-development and and definitely a healthy outlook for their mental and their overall well-being. And have have you always, are you originally from Brooklyn or uh, have you always been in Brooklyn all your life? Yes, I am. I am born and raised from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And is, I mean, have you ever had um, any passion or any 
uh, how do you say, love of wanting to move to a different city or a different part of the world? Has that ever yeah. given you that kind of like feel? Yes, I have. Um, I love to travel. So in my travels, I've definitely been a lot of places, um, you know, outside of New York, outside of the States. And there's so many beautiful parts of the world. There's some parts I still want to visit and definitely explore. So I do have hopes of moving out of Brooklyn. Um, I'm a countryside girl, so I, I want to be in the the greenery where <laughs> I can go to the lakes and I can go um, put my feet in some rivers or, you know, take a trip to the ocean, but definitely be around greenery, be around the trees, um, get that fresh air. Um, it helps me to balance out. It definitely helps with, you know, my overall self-care too. So if I'm ever escaping, you know, I'm escaping to the countryside or I'm definitely escaping to somebody's ocean. <laughs> <laughs> so today's podcast, we're chatting with the power of positivity. So what kind of, when did all this start for you and, and you know, what inspired you um, to, to kind of, be positive and trying to help others and help them to transform their lives. I mean, when did this all begin? For me, I would say this began um, at a very early age. I've always had a knack or, um, you know, something was laid on my heart to be a helping hand to others, always a listening ear. And I decided from young, I wanted to go and study psychology. Did not know which one, but definitely I was going to figure it out along my journey and going through my own issues um, health wise and, you know, going into those deep parts of depression and anxiety in my youth. I want to say in my teens because I started college early. Um, it was very difficult. So there wasn't a lot of positive that I was seeing myself. And um, I want to say it definitely took a turn when I took matters into my own hand to help heal my body and heal my mind because the doctors couldn't understand what was going on with me at that time. And it took them some years to figure it out. I think we just figured out what was going on, I want to say in 2022. So that started well beyond 11 years ago. And I'd say in 20, 2014, after I graduated, I was like, it's time for a different change. Um, so I started to really get deeper into, you know, my studies, eating right, um, meditating, doing mindful activities. And as I started going into my studies for my master's and my doctorate, especially my doctorate, my doctorate was focused on human and organizational psychology with a focus on organizational leadership. It was very important. And I, I came across a lot of different topics that talked about flow, talked about positive psychology, and, you know, there is that misconception that, you know, if you're too or you have that negative positive where everything's always positive, you're not looking at it from a realistic view. It can be more harmful than good. And that is very positive. Um, you need to have a realistic approach to things. But for me, too, it's always about, you know, I'd say if I have a bad thought or a negative thought, I'm going to counteract it with three positive thoughts just to reinforce of what's going on. So if I'm having a, a bad day or a negative you know, feeling at that moment, three things I'm grateful for because that's tangible, that's realistic for me. And it will shift your perspective in that time because things can be bad, but there are some good that is there at that moment. And it's a matter of you just being able to be present in those moments too. So during my studies and my doctorate, for sure, it solidified a lot more of, you know, the path that was going on um, with being positive, in my mind, being positive, my body, 
and overall changing just, you know, the the imbalance that I was feeling within. And I wanted to ensure that moving forward with anybody I was encountering because life coaching, business coaching was a, a to-do for me. Um, I wanted to ensure that they were also given those tools. My tools may not be their tools. You know, there's different options, but as long as they're able to explore those options, that's what, you know, I'm, I'm here to help them along the journey with. And personal development, it takes a lot to, you know, unpack your own your own issues, your own traumas, some of the traumas that you got from childhood, some that you probably put in the back of your mind and you never know. And when you're able to understand yourself more, you understand why you react the way you react or why you do certain things the way you do, you're able to help yourself in a different aspect too. You can't control what other people do. You can only control yourself. So I took that approach. Would Would you regard? I mean, you know, and and be as uh, you know confident as 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 you want with this answer to this question. You mentioned there that you started college early. Did you start college early because you had a talent and you were you were kind of highly intelligent? Am I understanding that? Yeah. Um, yes. So when I started school, my parents started me in school very early. So um, I was ahead um, from the time I began my studies in elementary school um, and in middle school. And walking into college, I was already well into my freshman year. So I had already taken AP classes that, you know, gave me credits that fulfilled a full year of college requirements already. So at that time, I would have technically been graduating school at 19, turning 20. Wow, and my okay. dad, Yeah, my dad and my mom told me to take my time to really enjoy my college experience and, you know, um, pace myself. Those were one of the wisest words I got. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, not only was I able to pace myself, but then, you know, when life took a turn and the health issues started to kick in, me having to take time from a heavy load of classes instead of taking five classes, take four. Um, so I can rest or go to my doctor's appointments. It was imperative that I was able to do that. And, you know, sometimes when you have um, your mind is not right, you're in a depressive state, you're in an anxious state. A lot of times you can't focus on the task at hand. So it becomes really difficult for you to, you know, get things done from your day to day. So that advice that they gave me was was actual actual gold. Did, did when you were in your a depressive state or or having anxiety, um, did anybody around you, like family or friends, notice a change or a difference in you that they spoke about? And if they didn't inform you, I mean, if you went to say say doctors or a specialist, were you were you getting frustrated during that period of time? Um, they definitely did see a change. Um, you know, some changes are very subtle. And because I was very far away from family, too, you know, a mother's instincts is a, quite different. Um, and I've learned that, you know, as I've become a mother myself, you have a sixth sense when it comes to your children. Right. You carried them for nine months. You're kind of connected in a way. So my mom um, had an idea that I was depressed and she would mention it. But. It wasn't solid because you call me on the phone or talk to me and I put on a brave face and I'm OK, I'm fine. I'm pushing through. And depression looks different for everybody. Sometimes you can be, um, you know, of definitely high functioning depressive. So you can get your work done. You can go to work every day. You can put a smile on your face and that's your mask. And I was able to do that majority of the time. But there were some days where I couldn't. 
So I would be a recluse. I would definitely be isolated, stay indoors majority of the time. Um, I wore a lot of black. Okay. <laughs> black is my favorite color. Um, In the darkness. Of, yeah. Yes, um, definitely too. Um, sleep, I can sleep all day. I would sleep all day. Um, keep the the light very very dark in my room or you know the the blinds would be closed all the time so there were definitely some signs there um and definitely showed for sure doctors too they wouldn't I was going to a therapist at the time a school counselor and um they put me on a bunch of medication as well so that didn't help it wasn't having a positive effect on my body and it would make me feel sluggish my thinking was a little clouded. Um, so it it was different people and, you know, different aspects that definitely were able to notice some things or to see some things. Um, for me, the medication route did not work. Um, and it was definitely more of me just, you know, understanding myself some more, being around healthy relationships, healthy, um, healthy family members, being around, you know, really great friends and just changing my whole changing my whole day to day. Um, and that frustration with the doctor's office was truly, truly um, intense too, <clears throat> because they did not know exactly what was going on. The anxiety and the depression was there, but because of the physical ailments I was having and them not understanding or knowing what was causing it, um, that was the frustrating part, the unknown. So it, it definitely required me at some point to just go with the flow of things and, um, if I if they if they couldn't figure it out and I couldn't get the definite answers that I needed, more so just me um, finding ways to balance out that pain and discomfort that I was feeling. Did, did you did you sense there was a turning point um, from different stages of your life that may have triggered? Uh, you know, the, 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 the kind of the, the depression or anxiety from a negative and then back to a positive. I mean, are you more aware? Are you aware of that now? Are you that you can actually handle that situation, especially for individuals who might be listening to this podcast and they're probably they're probably frustrated and they don't understand why they might be feeling the way they are. Did you was there a point along the journey that you kind of went, oh, OK, that's what it is. And that's how I can manage that. Or this is how I do this. Um, most definitely for me, when I realized that a lot of my depression and my anxiety not they came from a lot of outside stressors. Um, so my depression anxiety first started because I was in a new school. Um, I was in a new place. I'm typically in a smaller setting with a graduating class of like 200 or an elementary school and middle school. My graduating class was 21 of us, um, close with very family, uh, close with my family and with my close friends. And then now into a whole world where I'm in a class of 200, 300 and the teacher only knows my ID number. Actually. That was anxious. Um, that, you know, sparked a depression. On top of it, too, if I was excelling in school before and my first year was god awful, um, <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> definitely was not passing my classes um, from being anxious and just the stress itself that played a part. And I did not notice it at first, but it definitely took some time. Um, once you know, the physical ailments started happening too. That was um, a stressor in itself. And that caused um, another layer of depression for me. I will say, um, I will say 
around 2015, um, I graduated in 2014, around 2015, um, I had a long conversation with my parents and one of one of the things that really shifted was the decision. Um, I was accepted into a five year program. So they told me you can either take a year off and then go back to school, finish your five years to get your master's or you complete all your four years. You give up the opportunity for the five year program and then you come home and you get yourself situated. Now, neither one of them at that time seemed like the ideal <laughs> the yeah. ideal choice because I definitely wanted to go for this five-year program. Um, I worked my tail off to get into it, but I feel like um, I made the decision to stick out my four years and come home, and that was the best decision for me. So having those long conversations with my parents and then having those honest conversations with my parents definitely did help. And I was able to hear from their perspective too, when they started to see a shift in, in my behavior and um, I just a shift in my, my personality and my day to day. And that brought some awareness to me as well. Like, you know, this is a little bit off. So for any listener who is out there, if you have really close friends or family who is expressing concern, um, at first you may brush it off because, you know, no one wants to talk about these things. Nobody wants to acknowledge or accept these things. It's a very difficult topic. Um, but at the same time, what I will say is you have loving people in your corner. So an open ear and an open mind, an open heart can definitely help. So with their insight, I was able to start taking some hard looks at myself too and then noticing just slight changes that I was doing. Um whether it would be me staying out late at night or being around different friends who did not have my best interest at heart, um, indulging in activities that I wasn't used to doing, you would start seeing like, okay, you're going down a more destructive path. And it's just, it's a matter of just taking that hard look in the mirror for, for one. Um, but when you have that support, from your family and your friends that can definitely change um, and be a major change or fa changing factor in everything. How, how are your parents now uh, considering the journey you've, you've had over the last number of years? Because listening to you here, you've, you've, you have wise, uh, you know, you've a wise head on, on what appears to be uh, very young shoulders, but you know, your parents have, have they seen the transition now and are they happy the way, um, is it like, how do I say this? The, the, the old Dr. Tory is back or <laughs> do they mention that type of stuff at all? Or it's just it's like every day we, we just go with the flow. Um, it's not more so the old Dr. Tory is back. Um, because you know, you can never return to your old self. You are changing every day. You're not the same person you were five minutes ago. Um, you was, you're not the same person you was a second ago. You may have had a life change or an interaction with someone like, for instance, my interaction with you in Ireland that has completely changed my trajectory on, you know, conversation and on life. So you're not the person that you were um, when you first walked through the door. So it's never a, you know, oh, this is the old Tory back. They are very welcoming and, you know, accepting and happy of the the woman I am and the woman I'm becoming. They've always been able to see 
great things within myself um, and then within my siblings too. So it was a matter of them just pouring in the the love that they that they see and the love that they have and guiding us when they can, um, coaching us when they can, and then allowing us to make our mistakes. But um, I'd say they're really proud. No, yeah. it sounds like you have great parents around you and a, a good support mechanism. So that's uh, that's um, that that's a good, that's a great thing to have. So let's kind of move on to the um, positivity kind of feel of everything. So are positive people annoying or is it just perception? <laughs> um, I, I guess it depends on the perspective um, of the individual. Everyone has a different perspective on um, a different take on things, you know? So I guess it just depends on the person you're dealing with. Sometimes people who are overly positive can be, I wouldn't say um, annoying. It's just sometimes it could be a lot to take in. Right. And how how would you how would you manage that as an individual who kind of looks at another individual and are kind of like, morning, great to see you, it's a great day, all this type of stuff, <laughs> and you're feeling inside like, oh, just leave me alone. I mean, how 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 do you manage that as that individual to say, look, you know, I need my space. Thanks for your positivity, but not today. <laughs> um, I'm very big on healthy boundaries. So healthy boundaries comes with. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, healthy boundaries comes with um, pretty much communication, right? So if you are able to effectively communicate like, hey, I appreciate your lovely morning um, greetings, but today is just not a great day for me. Just that expression in itself, um, showing your appreciation and putting up that healthy boundary to set your day, it can definitely change, you know, the trajectory of your interaction with someone. So I say a healthy boundary and effective communication, for sure. And and if the individual is kind of a little bit, uh, let's say probably I would say sensitive, and they, you know, they kind of you know what's wrong with you and what what's you know what's your problem and I'm just trying to be nice and friendly. Would would that be kind of regarded as some sort of like is is that like toxic positivity or would that be similar to that or is that something totally different? Um, to be honest. Like I said, it would truthfully depend on the person. Um, sometimes people are not able to um, accept, you know, your reality at the time. And not everyone is meant to accept your reality. You have people who um, are your audience, people who can understand you in that time. Um, but it's just a matter of being more aware of yourself. So you can accept the person for where they are. And if they do give you a response in that matter, um, you know, you can have two options. You can either lash back out and, you know, say something slick, which can, you know, completely take you down one path. Or you can just, you know, kindly reject the interaction. Like, again, hey, today is not the great day for me. And I'm just going to move in this next direction. I am very, very good at politely removing myself from circumstances. <laughs> um, I have to like, if you remove yourself from it, you don't have to inter entertain the interaction any further. And, you know, you accept the person for where they are. Like you can't change anybody and, you know, their thoughts and how, you know, they want to interact with you. You can only change and, you know, alter yourself, your thoughts and how you, um, how you move through the day. So if I'm only in control of me, then Either I can sit here and 
continue to go through this or I can just remove myself from it and continue with my day. And at some point, maybe I will turn around and have a better day moving forward. Or maybe I do need to just take a couple minutes to myself and I'll be a little bit better. But it's it's ultimately up to me. But I, for one, would say I'm very good at politely removing myself. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way. <laughs> it's, it's funny as well because it's, uh, you know, anybody listening to this, if it does happen to you, don't take it, don't take it personally. And don't be too sensitive. I know easier said than done, but it's like I'm looking at examples of toxic positivity. It's like, you know, when, when when you're having a bad day and somebody says, oh, you'll get through this or, you know, it was for the best and things happen for a reason. It's it's um, probably some of the words you'd, you'd least likely to hear or statements, especially when you're uh, in, a, in a in a bad way. Like, you know, is. For individuals specifically who who just can't see any positivity whatsoever in their life at this present moment in time, whether it be love, career, health. Um, what, what can you say to them? What, what type of positivity vibes can you, can you pass on to an individual that's waking up in the morning and going, oh, I, I'm, in, I'm in debt. I'm not doing, I'm not feeling good. Um, my job is not great. I don't like my job. Um, and my relationship with my boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or friends in general is 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 not great. What what can you say to them? Um, well, the first thing I would say I would say, um, and a lot of times, what they need is the acknowledgement of their feelings. So never to diminish or push your feelings to the side. Um, the way you are feeling in that moment is valid. Everyone's feelings are valid. Um, but I would say that, you know, in that same breath, your feelings are valid. Um, where you are looking at right now and your reality is valid and take it day by day. In any moment, I would say take three things um, that you are grateful for and really lock in on that. Maybe you are grateful for your dog who or your cat or your pet who is with you. So, you know, you are not alone. Um, grateful for, you know, just waking up today. Some people were not given that opportunity when they went to sleep last night. Or just grateful to, you know, be able to feel. And even if those feelings are not the greatest of feelings, there's, you know, some days when you can be totally numb, I think that's kind of worse. So be grateful that you can feel. Um you have those senses that are actively working and you can you can see if you can see you can touch you can feel your emotions you can speak um and just be grateful for the small things take those into consideration um and just build on them and over time when you start to build on and notice the things that you're grateful for in time too your your circumstances may turn around maybe the situation right now with people around you is it's not for a reason, but it's to give you a different insight on maybe people or situations you need to change around you too, or maybe just small things that you need to work on within yourself, but you have the opportunity to do it. So take, take lead of your life and definitely go do it. That's, that's very well said and, and it's a positive way of, uh, of you explained it. I mean, is, I mean, some people are afraid of taking 
chances or risks or is failure a good thing as well and is failure a positive thing because we learn from those experiences i would say failure is definitely a good thing um i i personally go by these sayings a lot um every obstacle is an opportunity every loss is a lesson um and reason being is because the obstacles that come in your way even though they are difficult, you are able to gain new tools for your toolbox to grow and learn. Um, and that's your opportunity to grow as a person. That's self-development. That's growing your mental, growing your physical, growing your emotional, your spiritual. Um, also growing your environment. And every loss is a lesson. Loss is not easy. Um, but the lesson that comes behind it, what did you learn from it? What did it teach you? How can you grow from it? Um, how can you take this loss and take this lesson and apply it to something different? So that way you may not have the same outcome. And some um, some losses you cannot change the outcome for, you know, um, for existence, for example, um, a loss of a loved one. But the lesson behind it or what you gain from it is you may have lost them in the physical, but you have the memories. So you carry the memories, you carry them in your heart. And probably now if they were really close to you, you have an extra drive forward for what you plan to do with your life moving forward. Is it then sometimes, I mean, if anybody's listening to this and they want to do like a parachute jump or some sort of bungee jump and they don't have that kind of, positive mindset that there's always a, a fear but is it a good idea to lower expectations in life to avoid disappointment and kind of like be more of a realist that things may not work out do you, do you think that helps or should we all just kind of like be positive 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 and then just accept what's what what's in front of us um I believe that's kind of a twofold. I personally, because you, like I said earlier, you can only really count on the changes within you or what you do, right? So when it comes to outside people, having expectations, I feel like I, I don't have expectations for outside people um, because I allow them to be who they are. I love them for where they are. I love them for where they're at. And when you're able to see and, and just allow them to be where they are in, the, in that moment, instead of seeing them for what you want them to be, that's where a lot of times a disappointment comes in. Um, you may want someone to be this grand um, person, or you can see so much potential in a person. And when they don't amount to that, that's when you become disappointed. Um, or if they don't live up to your expectations of what you wanted them to do or the goal you wanted them to accomplish you become disappointed but if you just allow that person to be them where they are in their current moment and not have those expectations that you put on them you're just allowing them to be and you're allowing things to flow the way they're meant to flow without you having that disappointment that comes in place so i would say that's kind of twofold um i wouldn't say have an expectation but you know some people do in jobs, you will need expectations because you have requirements of your um, staff members and the people you work with. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's definitely a little bit different. Um, but it's it's twofold. So I'd say definitely go with the flow. If it's a personal relationship you have, 
um, don't have expectations, allow people to be where they are. And um, in your in your work life, when there are those expectations, like, you know, your job requirements, you know, accountability is, is definitely a part of the game. So, you know, hold those people accountable, um, but do it with compassion because you never know something during that day or that year could have affected that person's mindset and you don't know what's going on in someone else's life. So just give them grace, the same grace you would want someone to give you, give you, give them as well. What about, what about the individual or friend that, you know, we, we don't want to have those expectations, but they say one thing and then their actions are, are very different. How then do you reduce the disappointment and you maintain the positivity. So for example, somebody says, Oh, um, I'll call you at seven tonight or something like that. So you're waiting for the phone call, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, nothing, nothing happens. And then they call you back tomorrow as if nothing has, you know, that they could totally forgot about what, what they had planned the day before, or they're going to meet you for a meal or, or so on. How then, can you discuss that with your friend? Or as you mentioned already, is it a case that you just respect them for who they are? They might be going through a bad time and you just continue the friendship as normal. Every situation is different. So every situation you have to approach differently, right? You can't give um, a one size fit all response to everything. So in this instance, if someone is not calling you back or someone didn't call you back and they call you back the next day, um, you know, they, if they were able to acknowledge like, hey, I'm so sorry for calling you back the next day. I got totally caught up or, you know, they were truthfully honest, too, sometimes. And, hey, I just did not have the capacity to call you back. You you can allow grace. I, I know sometimes I have those moments. I'm that friend. I can have. At least you're honest about I am. I am that friend. Like, I have a ton of things to do, you know, and as I say, life, life life be life in sometimes so i can say like oh i'm definitely gonna meet you for um for lunch or i'm definitely gonna call you back and give me an hour and the hour can come and something or three things has popped up that i probably forgot or i got to get done and it's like oh man and i just you know did not reach out or i forgot to reach out and it's like those things happen so i i know i could be that friend Please give me some grace because, <laughs> you know, um, but um, in, in more serious cases, um, you know, especially if it's, you know, a serious case where it's it's something that, you know, was definitely like really important. Like I needed you to be there for me, um, say if they're going through a tough time and you could not be present. Um, accountability, um, I'd say. You just, you know, hold your friend accountable, but then have those conversations, account- accountability, compassion, and communication. ACC goes together. You can't be accountable. It can't be harsh because um, the delivery can definitely misconstrue the message. Um, so, you know, hold them accountable and have that conversation. Like, hey, you know, I needed you to be there. Um, it was important for you to be there. And... I, I had hopes of you being there, what was going on during that time and allow them that space to let you know what was going on. Um, their reaction too can play a huge part. Like if they're snappy back, that's probably not the right time for a conversation because the two of you are not going to have a conducive one. Um, but if their response is definitely in that, that open space of, you know, I'm, I'm I apologize 
let's talk about it. That's a little bit different. Um, but in any situation too, I would say start off with just asking each other, especially in those instances, like, Hey, um, do you have the space? Um, and the space, the space goes a long way. Um, because sometimes someone's capacity for a conversation may not be, um, the same as yours. Like they may not have, you know, they may not be calm in that, in that instance, you know, they may not be readily available mentally to have this conversation and it can probably be overwhelming to them. But if both of you are in in a great space to have a conversation or, uh, a good enough space to have those conversations, then definitely be open to it and hold each other accountable. Good friendships and good relationships. You should be able to have conversation to communicate um, and hold each other accountable and have compassion and grace with each other to definitely, you know, see what's going on. How long then do you think you give us with, uh, say, whether it be friends or relationships or even within work to stay resilient to any negativity, uh, whether it be in work or um, your work colleagues mm-hmm. or management and you're trying to reach out, you're trying to be positive, you're trying to share ideas and you get the famous word ghosted. Mm-hmm. So how do you remain positive as that individual mm-hmm. to keep moving forward? Um, I mean, the, even in that situation, whether it's a work colleague or someone that you are are close with and you do get that ghosted, um, I'm, I'm very big on too. Um, it's, it's just showing you currently at that moment where they are, right? especially if you are, you know, if you're putting forth the effort, you can only do but so much. Um, and it's just showing you currently where they are in that moment. So that good old saying, don't take it personal. It, it may hurt. It may sting a bit. Yeah. But you have to just keep moving forward because someone else's um, feelings or actions towards you should not deter you from being who you are meant to be in this world. So, um, yeah, definitely. I would just say just, you know keep keep your head um keep your head focused and just know it's not you you have to just you know do what you're meant to do let's move on then so you're the author of the sound of business seeing entrepreneurship through hip-hop what, what's the book about so the book is about um entrepreneurship and it's about business it's giving the insight of how someone explained it to me the other day, it was like the perfect um, to do on how to be a change agent. And if you are in a business or growing a business or starting a business, just knowing the different aspects that you need to have in play to help your business be successful. Um, and I used hip hop because the culture of hip hop has just been um, massive and hip hop is a, a big part of my life. So I was able to infuse it um, because hip hop is a business within itself. Hip hop has been here for years and has evolved over years. So with that, whether it was just in music, um, whether it was in fashion or technology or, you know, your independent artist, um, just the different deals and the way that the machines within hip hop work. So those are perfect examples to use as entrepreneurship and speaking on business so yeah that book definitely is just the the world of business and it, the comparison examples of hip-hop 
and how they correlate. So, yeah. And, and where can you where can you buy the book? You can definitely buy the book on Amazon. Um, you just type in my name, Tori Ellis, and you will find it. Um, the Sound of Business, Seeing Entrepreneurship Through Hip Hop, along with the other books that I do have written for um, kids and youth. Um, but then... You can also, I believe, purchase that book on my website as well, thesoundofbusiness.org. And um, if you do purchase it on the website, then I can give you a signed copy. <laughs> cool. So what about then, I'm on your, I'm being nosy on your website here as well. Okay. I, I'm not ignoring you. Um, <laughs> thesoundofbusiness.org, as you mentioned. So what mm-hmm. services do you provide and how does the whole process work? So um, on there, you will notice that I have two options currently. I am adding a third one. So like I mentioned earlier, I am a transformational life and business coach. So if you do need um, coaching for self-development but um, and personal development, but also coaching for your business, you can book a discovery call with me on there. Um, and we can get on a call for 30 minutes, see if we are a great fit, because I believe in alignment and making sure that we are all aligned with the mission um, at hand, and it's to definitely help uniquely everybody um, who has their unique mission and their passion and they want to bring it to fruition. Outside of that, too, I do have services for organizations. Um, if you need to have, you know, going through a transition or a change in your business and you need that outside person to come in and look in or just, you know, getting to the nitty gritty of things within the organizations from the culture of your business, um, your em- employee perspectives and how to help change and, you know, aid in those things as well. Then also to, you can book a discovery call with me and we can see if, what your business and organization may need and we can make sure and see we are right fit. So we can make those changes. Um, so everyone can succeed for sure. Uh, is, is the, um, the sessions are they, are they via zoom only, or can you do them in person or can you visit the, the, the organization? How, how does that work? So with the organization, um, it would definitely be zoom first to have the conversation. Um, if you are local or I want to say in the States, it's something okay. that <laughs> is an opportunity to definitely meet, um, to do a, a meet in person. If you're out of state too, trust me, like I said, I don't mind traveling. <laughs> <laughs> you like to travel. <laughs> I love to travel. Um, it's something that we could definitely talk about as well. Um, so that way I can see hands-on with the organization. With those particular cases, you do have to be um, within the organization for a, a little bit of time just to be around the people, get a feel for the organization, get a feel for their needs. You spend time with the leadership um, and find out what's going on within the leadership. But then you also spend time with the internal customers who are the employees and you see what's going on there as well. So um, it will be you know, a part of that to do to definitely be there um, hands on and in the field to see what's going on and how I can help and assist. So the first call will be Zoom. And if we have um, do it in person, the in-person will be set up afterwards. And um, we'll just move accordingly like that. That's brilliant. I mean, uh, very positive listening to you there. So any organizations out there, individuals want to get in touch with Dr. Tori Ellis, um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Are you on all the social medias, the Instagrams and the LinkedIn's and all that type of stuff? So I am on the LinkedIn. <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> put in um, Tori Ellis and you put a comma, you put Psy D, so P-S-Y period D, um, and I will pop up there. 
Um, if you were to go to thesoundofbusiness.org, you can definitely send me a message and it will come to my inbox. If you want to email me directly, you can um, email me at dr.ellis at thesoundofbusiness.org. Um, and my Instagram where you may see more of just the work-life balance with my lovely family and my daughter and my work <laughs> that I do. You can see my Instagram, um, which is at always underscore Tori, well, Dr. Tori with T-O-R-I-I, two I's for the Tori this time. Can I ask you then, uh, Dr. Tori, now having a child, how old is your daughter? She's two. She's two. So for anybody that's out there, do you have a greater appreciation i know you mentioned it before of mm -hmm. what it's like bringing up a young child and then having to manage a career as well and um, what do you have any advice or any suggestions out there of positivity for any mothers or fathers that are in the early stages of having a family but they're kind of exhausted and <laughs> they still want to have a career <laughs> any any suggestions um definitely build your work-life balance um definitely spend time with your child and especially during those smaller years too because they are um, a sponge and they are looking for your attention they're looking for your love so take the time out to spend time with them and know that your career and stuff is going to grow just as much as they're going to grow too so find that balance. It's okay to be overwhelmed because it is not easy, but you are doing a great job. And, um, you know, take it day by day. Um, I will plug this into, I do focus on the mom behind the business or the parent behind the business, person behind the business. So you can also find that um, that book discovery call link in my services so we can work on the work-life balance and you know prioritizing your business and your family as well and that self-development so it's all there so you have the little tidbit and then if you need more more tidbits more gems you can definitely book a call and you know maybe i can be an amazing coach to add to your repertoire and we can definitely help you grow I, I think you will be an amazing coach <laughs> and you are an amazing coach you're very positive and and it's been a joy to uh to chat to uh, Dr. Tori Ellis on the Wellbeing and Career World podcast. And once the podcast has been approved, it'll be released on uh, the uh, your favorite podcast listening uh, social media platform. So thanks so much to Dr. Tori Ellis for chatting with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. And thank you to listeners out there.